0: Let's dive on in. I want to, first of all, thank everyone for tuning back in to another episode of Unscripted Exchanges. We have a very fun conversation lined up tonight. We have another wonderful guest on, and I will do my best to do a nice, long introduction, and then hopefully she can correct me if I said anything uh, incorrect or add anything. So I want to introduce someone that is doing all sorts of things. She's a registered dietitian. She's a social media influencer. She's a very active person. She's a dog mom. She does it all. Her name is Angela Funk. So welcome, Angela. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for
1: having me. That was a a great introduction,
0: Hayden.
2: Kudos, man. I was working on that all day. He's been in the mirror. I, I, was, me, I was,
0: writing that. He down. sent me
2: four of them today. He goes, "That was bad. That was bad. <laughs> it was, it was pretty fun.
0: Hopefully, I did you a little bit of justice. Have you done a podcast before?
1: No, I've done some like Instagram lives with other dietitians before, but I've never done a podcast. So, like, I really am, I'm just new to this. Well, you seem so if I very. Mess up, I'm sorry.
0: You seem very poised. Like you've done this a hundred times or so. So. I think we're going to be in good hands. It's going to be fun.
1: Okay. I hope so.
0: So I know you and I have connected um, before we actually uh, started getting into this recording tonight, but we wanted to focus primarily on uh, health and wellness because that's obviously uh, you're a subject matter expert and I'm starting to learn more and more about that space. So I have a million questions that I'd love to ask you. Now we're not going to get into all those questions because we could be talking for hours on end. But I definitely uh, want to get into that. But before we get into that, tell us maybe a little bit more about yourself. Um, What are some of your hobbies? Uh, That way people can know you, Angela, as the person versus, you know, who Angela is with her professional career.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. So, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm a dietitian in my career, but outside of work, um, in my free time, I, I really enjoy being outside. Um, exercising to me isn't like exercise. I actually enjoy taking my time out of the day to exercise, mm-hmm. um, whether it's going to the gym or walking my dog. Um, I enjoy ju- I enjoy cooking, which is to no surprise, but I really do enjoy that and that's kind of what shaped my career anyway, because I come from a big Italian family. So I enjoyed cooking even before I was a dietitian, because I grew up watching my mom do it.
2: Right. Um, right.
1: So I love to cook and, um, be outside. Those are a few of my hobbies. Um, I have one older sister who I'm super close with. Um, and we have a really great relationship. And we just recently, my fiance and I just recently moved. And the b- biggest thing for me was like, I need to be near my sister.
2: <laughs> I love that. So you're really close.
1: Yeah, we are really close. And I only live ten minutes from her. And I'm like, thank God, like, like <laughs> I don't want to be far. I love it. Um, yeah, and um, I'm getting married in November. So I'm
0: congratulations!
1: Second second that. Awesome. Thank you. So, so excited, um, excited for that big year and the uh, things ahead. So um, that's a little bit about me. My dog's name is Bruce. I can't forget that. He's the most important. Well, in the
2: house. since you're mentioning Bruce, what kind of dog is Bruce?
1: <laughs> he's an Aussie doodle. Oh
2: No, he's
0: not. Okay. Does he have his own Instagram page? He needs to. He
1: doesn't because here's the thing. I already have my own Instagram and my Fueled with Ange Instagram. I'm uh-huh. like, I can't have a third
2: one. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, seriously, like, we got to stop. I'm like, I saw an Aussie doodle at, I was down in Phoenix for a, a bachelor party. For one, of my be- my, one of my best friends is actually getting married in July. So I was down there a couple weeks ago, and I'm a huge doodle fan. My mom has three doodles. My Two of my friends have doodles. Like, I just, I love them. And gold doodles, none of them, One labradoodle and then two gold doodles. Well, anyways, and a few gold doodles. I was walking, and I saw this dog that had the doodle, like it had that look, but it was gray and white and brown, and that and had that Australian Shepherd look, right? That Aussie. But yeah. it, I was like, I stopped the person, and they are probably this like, who's this creep? I'm like, what kind of dog is that? And they're like, it's an Aussie doodle. I'm like, that's the next dog I'm getting. I, I was so yeah. in love
1: you can tell by the eyes. Like they have really cool eyes. Oh, that's
2: you're going to have to send us pictures. Just so you know,
1: I will. Oh, and I'm, I always show people pictures. I'm seriously like,
2: I, you just like, you had a nerve with me because I had never even seen one. And I, I could have assumed that that was a real thing. Cause I love Australian shepherds, but I just said like, I'm like my two favorite dogs. And meanwhile, I've got two miniature dachshunds at home that like, just, I love them, but they drive me nuts. So it was, <laughs> that was perfect. But, um, Anyways, I digress. I wanted to to jump in on one thing you said that I I just absolutely loved it was your you mentioned that you like to exercise, but you enj- it's you enjoy it right? So you like to do a lot of out- outdoor work, and I think that's like kind of the perfect you know recipe for getting exercise and getting active. Right? Is if you got there with a positive attitude, enjoy it. Whether it's walking your dog or or going for a jog or going to the gym, like if you make it enjoyable for yourself. And just get active. You can do so many different things.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I feel like some people, especially clients that I see, some people think of their exercise as a burden and they're like not excited to do it. And if you're not eager to or like motivated to go work out, you're not going to want to be there and it's not going to end well. And I've personally been through that where I forced myself too much in the gym to where it was not enjoyable to me. And over the years, I've learned that, you know, a little bit goes a long way. Even if I am tired one day and I'm like, I'm not going to hit the gym. Well, I might go out and walk my dog for 30 minutes. At least I got movement and that's what matters to me. And that's what I try to tell people. Like you don't want to over push yourself to where you're not going to enjoy it. You, You, you're not like, punishing your body you should be you know giving your body this exercise right
2: rewarding your body right you're you're yes. generating generating the right flow the right blood flow the right a chemical you know release in your in your brain and uh i love that you said that it's a, you're practicing sustainability and exercise right doing it over a long period of time versus you know i'm gonna go crazy for three months and burn myself out which a lot of people do Right. they burn themselves out on it cuz they're like this I can't keep this up forever and they just stop they're just so burnt out and I just love that you you mentioned that because that's i mean that's that's so well rounded of, of of a thing to and you and you said it so like this is my hobby but this is like something that's a big part of my life
1: exactly exactly
0: I think uh, another thing that I would add on to that, and I love your message, by the way, is I preach being consistently good is better than infrequently great. And there's a few different ways to say that as well. So like you said, even if you're not in the mood to get out there and work out, like even just getting up, taking a walk with your dog or even just walking by yourself, like that's, you know, at least – doing something, you're, you're moving your body and that's beneficial to your overall health versus, Oh, I'm just going to completely skip, you know, working out and even getting out and and moving around. So just wanted to re-echo that, that statement.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's kind of the mentality that I hope more people have when it comes to fitness and nutrition, you can burn yourself out in both aspects. Um, and, you know, as a dietitian, I try to preach like small changes over like jumping in too quickly because then you do burn yourself.
0: Totally. Yeah.
1: And and that's, that's super important. So I, I think we all agree on that. Um, but that's really important to do.
0: So did you always want to be a dietitian or like what made you get into this field?
1: I did not always want to, when I went into college, I was in biology because I thought I was going to go to med school. Mm. I knew I wanted to do something in healthcare. And then I quickly realized that the classes that I was doing, I just didn't really enjoy them. I was like, I don't think med school will be for me. I should stop now and switch into something else. I was like, what else can I do to help people that I'm actually going to enjoy like doing? And so, um, i went to the university of dayton obviously go flyers name, and, um go flyers mm-hmm. and after my freshman year that's when i discovered there was a um bachelor's of, of science and dietetics so i was like oh this is cool um and so i transferred into that and those classes were um like nutritional science i'm like oh my gosh this is so much better than just biology <laughs>
0: totally and I'm sure yeah. you didn't want to pay the extra $200,000 or so to go to med school, right? I'm sure it's really expensive in a few more years too.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. I quickly realized that. But
2: <laughs> well, that's neat. But it's like you found a, it sounds like you mix your passion for food with a passion that you could like carry on the rest of your life, right? Because I love that you said you're from an Italian family. So you like already loved to cook and love to be around like, good tasting foods and good tasting dishes. So I I guess a question on that note is because I'm really curious is like because Italian food from what I what I know about it I'm not Italian but I mean I just think of like spaghetti like hoagies I think of uh, fettuccine alfred I think, think of that sort of stuff how have you found a way or like what do you suggest to people that that do love Italian food and, and heavy carbohydrates and stuff like that what is your I guess. Uh, advice for people to kind of to incorporate those in their diet like carbohydrates and like heavy meals like that without to overdoing it because i i feel like when i i've done it we've all done it where we have like heavy you know we eat pasta you know, like for, are you
0: asking is it good to eat a lot of carbs versus when she kind do, of keep an eye on that
2: kind of i was kind of asking i don't know where i was going i'm, with that. I'm trying
0: to dissect your
2: question I'm as hoping, well i'm trying to help Angela she looked that. like she was getting it was, were you getting it
1: what is my um feelings about pasta yes (laughs) yes what are my feelings um
2: she picked it up that was perfect
1: all foods fit in my thoughts that is how what i preach all foods fit pasta is not bad for you no food is bad for you but there's a good approach to it and there's a couple things first um, there's multiple kinds of pastas out there that are good. So like whole wheat pasta, there's protein pastas, chickpea pastas, some people, even my Italian family over the years, which they would have never done back in the day, but over the years they started to do like zucchini noodles mm-hmm. and butter nuts, like squash noodles and which my family would have never done that if my grandparents were still alive.
2: <laughs> <But now laughs> right. <it> was- <laughs>
1: They're probably rolling over like, oh my God, zucchini noodles. (laughs) We try to incorporate that as a family sometimes, Mm -hmm. like not always doing the heavy pastas. And then sometimes we'll do zucchini and then we just like rotate. But the biggest thing is when you're eating heavy carbs like that, is you need to pair protein. You need to have a lean protein that will balance the total macronutrient of the meal. And then obviously vegetables with it. But reason being is a lot of heavy carbs really spike your blood sugar. Mm whether you're diabetic or not, Uh people that aren't diabetic don't really think about their blood sugar, but in a sense, I mean, it does it to everybody. And when you eat lean protein, it helps balance it out a little bit. Um, so that's kind of what I preach to people is, you know, trying to balance that and by lean protein, meaning like, um, salmon or any kind of fish or like lean chicken breast. Um, and then lean like Turkey. Okay. Okay. I love tur-
2: I love turkey burger, so I'm thinking like I could do like a zucchini pasta with some turkey burger, like instead of like ground beef, we could do turkey burger as a replacement. Um, yeah.
1: Yes. Now, doesn't go to say that beef's bad for you either. Like okay. a le- if you really, some people just don't like turkey. If you like beef, I think it's worth it to pay a little more to get um a leaner cut. Okay. Okay. Um, I I usually tell people only like you know heavy beef like once a week maybe just a couple times a month um as contribute to cholesterol and things like that so we want to be careful with that
2: literally just nerdy i just love that you went down that rabbit hole because i honestly <laughs> you picked up my question i was like trying to form the question in my head literally i was just thinking like I love to eat pasta, but like,
0: I was, I was trying to figure out what the hell you're trying to she spit was, out. <laughs> I, I could see
2: it in her eyes. I'm, I'm pointing at your screen. I'm not pointing. I knew
1: what you meant. Yeah. She's just
2: like, she's like, yeah, I've heard this question before. Like, he's asking how much pasta he can eat. I'm going to tell him. So that's cool. There's like a bunch of different, like, I, so I go to like the Finley market and like probably have a field day with some different like re- pastas or replacements and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's great that people I think more people these days are trying to explore um, different food items, uh-huh. which kind of is a little segue to me explaining like, you know, over the years, more products have been coming out. So I think a lot of people are, again, getting creative with trying different things like chickpea pasta and veggie burgers and things that our parents never really did right? just stuck to the basics. I think there's more out there, which is really cool. Um, and I try to help some of my clients, um, and patients, um, find these alternatives.
0: I'm just amazed by all the knowledge she's already know. throwing out couple minutes into the show i,
2: I know <laughs> you're seriously crushing it right now um
1: i work with diabetics at TriHealth health too so that's why that's just a big topic of mine
2: oh i love it i love it i i actually had a follow unless you have another question i had one, i got millions
0: but go ahead i had ahead. A, a
2: follow-up okay because you mentioned lean proteins right and this is something that i did about i guess like a month, about a month and a half ago, I did a 30 days of meal replacements with protein shakes, and they were vegan protein shakes. So most of them were like they were pea based, like pea protein. And protein. my yeah, and my question, I guess, to you is, what are your opinion? What's your opinion, like professional opinion on a meal replacements with protein shakes? Right is is that because I don't think that's a sustainable? Like I did it for 30 days as part of a program, but I couldn't do it all the time. And then B, you know, are, are plant-based protein supplements, are, are they as good as like supplements like whey protein? Because I know whey isn't plant-based.
1: I don't really like meal replacements. So I guess I don't really like that word. I'd re- If people want to do protein shakes, I think it's great. And I have a lot of clients who do because they need the extra protein. But I prefer that they do them for snacks um, and get – their whole foods for meals. Okay. Um at the end of the day, like you're truly not to, not gonna, going to get everything you need from a protein shake. So like if you're doing a protein shake for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you're missing a lot of essential nutrients unless you threw fruit, veggies and stuff in there. Right. But it just to give you a picture, okay, say you do a protein shake and it has veggies and fruit, you get all your nutrients in it. Or you could eat a piece of chicken, veggies, and fruit. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? right, Like Some people think the shakes are healthier, but really, I, I feel like I was saying this bad. Like you, I would rather eat my food than drink my food. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell my people, right. my clients. Right. Like I have a lot of people who love to like juice, like juice their fruits and vegetables, and they always ask me, "Isn't that good for you?" Sure, but like you can eat your fruit. Right, you can just, <laughs> you can just like, isn't it's it same. good?
0: Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead, Angela. Sorry.
1: Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was
0: gonna say, like, don't you wanna be like using your jaw too to break down the food? Like, that's good from like a facial feature too. Like you wanna make sure you're <laughs> using those muscles, right?
1: That is true. Yeah. That is very true. Um, yeah. And I just think a lot of people think that drinks. Equate, and that's the diet culture. No offense that you did this for thirty days. I'm just saying. Well, I didn't. I didn't just. I
2: didn't. He's exact, an idiot. No, so I actually did exactly what. So I it was thirty days of healthy living. So it was a um, protein shakes twice a day, but then you had like green apples. You had.
0: Oh, you, so you made it sound like that's all you were. No, drinking, no, right?
2: maybe I miscommunicated. Oh, it, oh good. I'm yeah.
0: glad you didn't do shakes.
2: No, I would not. I would not have been able to do that. Like if it was oh, only, oh, I wouldn't make it. No, so it was like fruits and vegetables, and it was mostly just. But like instead of having a, a big breakfast or something, you'd have a protein shake so i would do like bananas strawberries with my protein so i, I like for me it was more of a smoothie <laughs> i mean it was a sm- protein smoothie is what it was and i'd throw my peanut butter in there and stuff
1: <laughs> yeah and that's like great uh-huh. those aren't bad to do but again like some people think they should replace all their meals with it and i'd rather eat my food than do that and and it doesn't make it any healthier if it's a shake or if it's if you're eating it. right it depends on what the macronutrient makeup is and the calories
0: what about people um, skipping meals I, I hear a lot of people think that's good to do what are your thoughts on that
1: like skipping meaning like the intermittent fasting crew yeah 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 i don't love that either <laughs> so if if you're thinking i'll just use intermittent fasting as an example people are you know meal timing people aren't eating till like say they don't eat till noon and then they close their window at like 7 p.m. Sure. Um, essentially, you're skipping breakfast and like a morning snack and you're creating a smaller window to eat. Scientifically, that's not doing any, the timing and the skipping of meals isn't doing anything to benefit you based on the timing. Mm-hmm. What it's doing is it's a smaller eating window. So these people are essentially eating less calories and that's why they're losing. Oh. They think it's the time. And it's fine. I'm trying to, you know, knock these people. But those people that do it think it's the timing that's doing it. But really, it's the it's less, the illusion. It's the
2: illusion. It's like, OK, I'm like, I can only eat in between these times. So you just yeah. don't have that much time to eat food. Like you're like, OK, it's seven o'clock. I can't have any more food. It's yeah. It's you're saying it's literally just like the fact that you don't have as much time to eat food. It's not necessarily that 12 hours in between. It's just the fact that you just weren't able to eat as many calories.
1: Exactly. And and I would rather see people, you know, if we need to knock your calories to help you lose weight, I would rather you cut those calories, but we spread it throughout the day so that you can function and have the energy instead of putting it into a window where, okay, you're so tired up until noon until you, you know.
2: Right, makes sense. So, so you do you subscribe to the because you you hear these all over, right? I've heard from on one hand the you know six eight whatever people to go six small meals a day versus three big meals. So what is so you subscribe to the kind of like whole healthy foods and like for people that are going well if I don't snack I'll lose weight. You're saying what's what's your opinion on that? Like you're saying snacking is okay if as long as the healthy food. Like how do you what's your?
1: I I teach people to do six smaller meals a day. And I find that that works really well. Okay. Um, you know, you don't overindulge on breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You just have some, you know, simple meals there and then you can sneak some, some snacks in five to six small meals, I think is best every couple of hours. Okay. Um, and it really depends on the client and the person too, depending on their work schedule. Um, I've worked with some night shift nurses. I've worked with people that just work weird hours. And so it kind of depends on you need to do what you can adhere to. Mm -hmm. You know, if six small meals doesn't work for a client because of their work schedule and lifestyle, I won't force them to do it. You only can stick to something that's going to work for your lifestyle. Um, But yes, I would, I prefer six small meals over three large ones. Um, I think that works best for people. And I find that people can stick
0: to a healthier diet while doing that. Okay. Okay. Now the six meals that you recommend, does that help you stay at a higher level or a sustainable level of energy throughout the day? Is that typically why you prefer that? Okay.
1: Got it. Yes. Yep. And me being, you know, a diabetic dietician as well just because i do this every day i always think about the blood sugars too mm. like again even if you're diabetic or not keeping your blood sugars more stable is better than highs and lows and mm-hmm. we're eating every couple of hours we're maintaining that glucose level in our bodies um and i've read some studies that that's That helps promote more of you know weight loss as with the blood sugars, but I'm still diving more into that. Sure,
2: but you're saying keep it. It's keeping your body at a more balanced level instead of getting those super highs and super lows, right? Where you because we've all, I mean, I've had those meals where you eat a huge meal and you like you're stuffed and you feel fine, and then like two hours later you're like, oh, I feel like I feel absolutely terrible, right? Because you're crashing versus. Oh, portion control. I want to have a little bit smaller meal now, and have a little bit smaller later. And it's going to keep your, like you said, your blood sugar. When it starts to dip, you bring it right back, versus letting it come all the exactly. way down. Okay,
1: exactly. Yeah,
2: I'm starting. I'm practicing this. I'm like thinking about what I'm going to put on my list for tomorrow. Like I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to like, I'm like, this is what I'm eating at these times. Yeah, this is perfect.
0: Are there ways to track your uh, blood sugar even if you're not a diabetic?
1: Is there what to doing that? Sorry, I missed. What you said. Is
0: there a way that any person could track their blood sugar, even if they're not diabetic?
1: I mean, you can get a glucometer and prick, and prick your finger if you wanted to. Okay, um, that's how you would test it. So you would they. I mean, you they sell them over at the counter. And you just have to prick your finger, and that would tell you your blood sugar. Um, most most people don't unless they're told, like you know, you're in that pre-diabetic range. I'll have I know some people that will do that, but. That,
0: that's how you would do it gotcha yeah like i mean I'm, I'm kind of interested in doing that like i've heard of some things where you can like put a patch on your arm too and then like there's an app that tells you what your blood sugar is at I, I i don't know like maybe that's a little too much but like i that, i find it kind of interesting fancy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah for a lot of our our
1: our type ones a lot of type ones have those okay kind of xcom readers okay
0: now i'm not very educated here uh, help me understand again, the difference between type one and type two.
1: Yeah. Um, type one, most, um, most, not all, Mm -hmm. most type ones are either, um, born with it or like develop it at the beginning stages of their lives. Not to say I haven't seen people get it later in life. Um, and they have to be on insulin. Mm. Like they can't, they don't have, functioning the function in their body of insulin to bring down their glucose Mm -hmm. so they have to be on it to survive um whereas type twos develop it later in life and this is typically from poor eating habits poor exercise habits weight gain um elevated a1c these people typically are on insulin or they're on like metformin which is a pill um because they have to control the blood sugars um, both type one and type two test their blood sugars, um, and give insulin if needed. Um and I also just put a plug in, I work with gestational diabetics who get um diabetes during their pregnancy. That's mm-hmm. who I see a lot. I've that. seen
2: that before. I, I've actually my, one my of my uh not my I think it was one of my cousins. I can't remember what, like which side of the family, but had gestational diabetes when she was pregnant with I think her second.
0: Like, does that go away after the pregnancy or Like, is it temperate? Is that how it works? literally
2: while you have the baby growing inside of you. Like, you just have absolutely – yeah, you just – and I can't remember how they – how do you typically treat that? Insulin, right?
1: uh, Well, not always. Okay. So what I do is we start with nutrition first. The the doctors will never put them on insulin unless they've had a diet teach, and that's what I do. Okay. So I do – a full nutrition teach with them, we go over counting their carbohydrates, Um, a diabetic controlled diet, we go through cutting out juices, cutting out pop, eating small meals, all the good stuff. They test their blood sugars throughout the pregnancy. And I see them on a weekly or two week basis and we check their blood sugars. If diet doesn't work, which sometimes it doesn't because the hormones in pregnancy really just messes up with the diabetes. Sometimes people eat super healthy and their their blood sugars are still high in the pregnancy. Right, that's typically just because they're pregnant. And then if we see that, that's when sometimes we have to introduce insulin. But some moms can um, manage it with their diet, which is great. Right, like, like make important.
2: changes and then they get it fixed. Right. Um, I want to I want to come to something because you're just educating me a lot. I'm like super curious. If you can't tell, I hate has a whole list, and I'm like I'm coming up. But for our listeners and and. For me, I mean really, I'm sa- I'm saying but help me understand sort of what being a dietitian means to you and what it means because I think we hear the word and, and you're you're already showing off your exp- expertise. I mean, clearly, it's I mean eye opening just to hear how you dissect a lot of the questions I'm asking you. I mean, going back to even the pasta question, you're like, Oh, I know exactly what he's asking. But help help our listeners and help me understand like what what it really means and why that is, you know, why what you do is so critical. Cause I believe like just some of the little knowledge you're giving me. I'm like, I want to work. I'm like, I want to work. I want to work with Angela. Like she's, she'd help me figure (laughs) it out. Right. So I'd love to, I just like, I think that's just so valuable to kind of hear from you what that means and, and what that means for people listening.
1: You know, as, as a dietitian, um, I'll start with what's difficult. I think what's difficult is that there's so much out in the diet culture mm. um, that we that makes our our job so important because dietitians need to advocate for the fact that we have the education we're not just like searching intermittent fasting on Google like right. we have the science behind it and I think it's super important our ca- career this job is super important because we are advocating for choosing nutrition as a line of um, medication, Mm -hmm. you know, nutrition is medicine. And I think we need to advocate that this is a line of treatment to start with versus starting with medication. And I think depending on where you work and what you hear, some people just want to throw medicine at patients. And I think it's important for us to advocate for these patients like, Oh, can we make nutrition changes first? Right. Because that is key. And I think it's becoming more popular. Uh meaning I just dietitians and I just know this because of talking to other people that I've worked with. They never really had dietitians in the past. Mm-hmm. Like dietitians in hospitals don't date very far back in every different, um, category right. like in, where I, where I work, I work in OBGYN, the diabetes center. They first got a dietitian, not even like 10 years ago, which is crazy. Wow. So yeah, it's like, it started with one dietitian advocating that we are necessary and now i feel like every day i i continue to advocate that we are necessary because we do help people and i think people i hope people see that uh-huh. you know on the other end people receiving our care hopefully see that it's very important because we can get away from medicine sometimes right nutrition
2: works. well yeah. well i mean i'm hearing like what i'm here i just got chills just so you know couldn't make it up i mean look <laughs> at my goosebumps because what i'm here I, oh i love to hear that angela because i think so much again you mentioned that the, the fad diets right we hear these fad diets you can go to the lean cuisines or this or that or the intermittent fasting or the you know there's there's a million out there go type in you know different diets and You know that's not all of them are sustainable, or not all of them. A lot of them are just opinionated or this or that. And what I love about what you said is like, and what I'm really what I'm really hearing from you is that why it's so important and why you love it so much. The passion is coming out of you is that it's important for like sustainability and to help help your body be healthier, so that you you necessarily maybe that medication that you would have had to go get or that treatment that you would have had to go get that would have gotten more serious. If you're paying attention to your diet and and working with an expert like yourself to get that balanced out to do the right things, you can not only like lower your risk for those diseases or those needs for medication or stuff, but you can also increase your like quality of life by doing that. And I think that I I just what I was hearing out of you there was I can make people's life better and, and help them get away from relying so much on medications or treatments or or big life altering things like that by just making these small changes up front. And I just,
0: I love it.
1: Definitely. Definitely. I'm glad you, I'm glad you're hearing that.
0: I think she simplified it well. Food is medicine. Yeah, seriously. Before trying to throw a pill down your throat. And again, that's a little bit of an opinion there, but still there, I see it way too often where people are like, oh, just take medicine. That should do the trick. It's like, I'd be careful about that. But again, it's more so an opinion of mine.
2: (laughs) Well, so go ahead. No, you, you I was going to agree with you.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm very big into to fitness, nutrition these days. Like sugar, that's a very big, you know, word for some people. Like, oh, stay away from sugar. Like, what are your overall thoughts on sugar? Um, some people are like, don't have any sugar in your diet, but I'm pretty sure you need sugar to kind of like be energetic and get through your day. So, just what are your overall thoughts on on sugar? You
1: know, it's definitely important to stay away from things with added sugar Mm. um i think natural sugars are are fine sure you know people that people that stay away from fruit because it has sugar that i'm like no
0: silly yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're like you're like very silly
1: so but things that have added sugar like cookies cakes desserts we shouldn't be doing that every day but we can certainly have some you know it's all about that balance yep um i'm you could get different opinions from different dietitians on like splenda stevia those kinds of things
0: mm-hmm.
1: those those don't bug me as much if you're doing them a couple times a week like i add stevia to my coffee um uh, maybe like two to three times a week not a huge deal now if somebody's doing added sugar like that all the time yeah there's some studies that say that that can contribute to um you know, weight gain, which then results in sometimes cancer. Mm -hmm. So we need to be careful with, um, the amount of sugar we're taking in, because again, that does yield weight gain and weight gain can present a lot of disease Mm -hmm. diseases. Um, but things with natural sugar, like fruit, go for it. They're great for you. They have good vitamins and minerals, and that's what we need that for a healthy diet.
0: Totally. Yeah. I I think a lot of fruits have they're high in antioxidants too, right? Which is good for the body.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, your berries have a lot of antioxidants like blueberries, raspberries, strawberries. Um, those are like your top ones that have good antioxidants.
0: I think Tom Brady's against eating fruit. Just a random thought as we were talking about. TB12. Yeah. I don't think he likes to eat fruit. Yeah.
1: Not surprised. I'm not a big Brady fan. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) TB12
2: does not eat fruit. Oh man. It's probably why I didn't win a Super Bowl last year. Maybe. Oh. Uh, I got a question regarding fruit. You can tell how my brain yeah. works. I latch on to stuff, Angela, <laughs> if you can't tell. Um you're
1: like fruit. You're like pasta fruit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um well I've heard this. Somebody made this comment to me probably a year and a half ago. Was it me? I'm not gonna drop name drop who said it, but somebody said like I don't eat but like I have a banana every single morning. Every single morning, I've, like, literally, since, I can't remember, I have to have bananas in my house. I always have a banana in the morning. Even if I don't eat anything else, I have a banana and might have, like, peanut butter with it. Mm. So they said to me, like, having a banana early in the morning, and I can't remember all the reasoning or, like, all the facts or whatever opinions they had behind it. They said, you're not your body doesn't break down bananas, like, before, like, before, like, 10 o'clock very well, or, like, three hours after <laughs> you wake up. So... <laughs> I, I'm not just, I, I want to know, like, what is, is that true? Like, is that a real thing or I'm like, is that kind of crazy? Pseudoscience.
1: I don't know the, I don't know the logic behind okay. that. Okay. I don't know why they would think, think I don't that.
2: know, they but like, eat. they're pretty convinced.
1: If they eat a, if you eat a banana, <laughs> it's a carbohydrate food. It has glucose. Right. So the body is going to produce insulin to bring it, the glucose down, just like it would if you ate. A bagel. Right. So, like, it's great they eat a banana every morning, but it's not, I don't think there's, like...
0: A downside to it
1: a downside or like... You know,
0: Why they had to eat it by 10 a.m. or something I'm like telling...
2: That. I just... I was just... She said fruits. And I just remembered this conversation I had. And I was like... asking which Wikipedia
0: <laughs> article they were reading that from. Literally... Which Reddit I was
2: so confused because I'm like, how... Like, literally, they had cut like bananas out of their morning routine. And like... Yeah, I'm like, and really being really judgy about me having a banana. So I've like wanted to ask somebody about that. I'm like, I didn't even look it up. I, I never took the time to Google it, but I'm like, we got an expert on here. So I'm going to ask, like, that's not right. Right. And you're like, I serve. She's going, what in the world? What no. are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> God. That's banana routine and ba- ba- banana routine staying intact.
1: Yes.
0: Um, I'm looking at all these questions that I put together. I don't want to look like I'm just going through and interviewing you, but it's going to look that way. Food sensitivity. What are your thoughts on that? Like there's companies such as Everwell, I believe Biome, and I'm probably butchering the pronunciation of that, but do you recommend any of those? Do you know much about those? Um,
1: yeah, I, I well not I don't really know much about those two, but I've used a Pinner test before, okay. which is an at-home test. Um, the at-home ones I think are fine. I mean, they get you send blood into a lab anyway, so it's being looked at by professionals. Sure. If you really think you ha- are having food sensitivities, I think it's important just to go to your doctor because they can do it there as well. Mm. Um, I mean, a specialist that would do it but I think it's super important if somebody's having food sensitivities to definitely reach out instead of just like hiding it um, because it can develop into something worse. Um, you know, you think you have a food ins- a sensitivity to something and then you come to find out you have Crohn's disease or mm-hmm. you have irritable bowel or endometriosis things that are pretty serious. So do you definitely, you know, don't want to ignore if you have a food sensitivity and diet, there's dietitians that specialize in these things because, um, you know, and they their first line of treatment is usually elimination diets to see, okay, what's causing inflammation.
0: Good to know. So it sounds like talk to your doctor first before you try to do one of the over the counter test.
1: Yeah. See if your doctor had like if there's somebody that, that, there that they do, like some places will do those sensitivity tests or they'll they'll refer you out to somebody that they know that can do it. Um, but I've done it at home one just out of curiosity. And um I think it was I knew I didn't have food sensitivities and it came back and basically said that. And I was like, okay, oh, good. Like I can tell that this is right. Gotcha.
2: So that's super interesting. Like super interesting. Because food food sensitivity, like aller like you're talking about like allergic like allergies or like bloatedness and stuff like that like stuff that you might like lactose intolerant and stuff like that
0: yeah that's yeah.
2: interesting um i had a i had a question for you uh and this is more along the lines of of what you you know what you do obviously this is all about what you want who you are what you do but specifically what would you say to people that like and i'm I'm speaking like i'm, I'm throwing people out there i'm talking about myself but others too say like hey we want you know I feel like I've got a pretty good balance, right? But so where would you take somebody like that? Like what would you what would the process look like? You know, if I were to come to you Angela and say, "Hey, I want to I want to understand what my body needs because I have good days and I have bad days. I have some days where I'm here and here. What, how, what would that process look like to really like to work with you and be able to say, "Okay, I want to like here's where I can get to."
1: Yeah. Um, you know, when people come to me because I have people that do come to me like that, like, Hey, I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty independent, but I need a little bit of assistance seeing like, am I do? what am I doing? And is this right? You know, what, what am I eating and what am I doing? So an initial assessment for me, if like you were my client, I was going to assess your needs and how you wanted to get to these goals. Right. Um, I always like to see how many calories somebody's taking in. Mm. So if somebody doesn't want to count calories, like if I have a client that's like, this isn't for me, that's fine. But I, I say, okay, count your calories for like two weeks, count Mm -hmm. your macros for two weeks, log your food. I need to see what you're doing so I can help you. I want to see what a normal prop like day is like. Mm And so that's like my first line assessment is like, okay, what does it look like? What are they eating? What are their energy levels? Like, how are you sleeping? What do you, what do you do for exercise and how long? Um, you know, if it's women, it, I usually ask a lot of assessment questions about hormones and like those things, cause that falls into the way they feel. Right. And so a dietitian assessment is big because that is how we
2: form your baseline. Different. Right. What? That's how you form your baseline, like where you're starting oh, at. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's different, you know? And um, t- typically when I do an assessment on, like, what somebody's eating, sometimes I can catch, like, what might be the culprit. What What are they missing? Why, why do they feel so tired? Why are they sleeping so bad? And sometimes it is nutrition-related, um, and I can give suggestions based on that.
0: Yeah, it definitely sounds like to figure out that baseline, you got to start with asking questions to your clients that you're working with, like, what are your problems? Or like, what what are you trying to do? What are your goals? Like, if I came to you saying, Angela, like, I'm trying to put on some additional muscle mass, like, that would be a very different approach than someone like, I won't use Cole as an example, because you might get mad. But, you know, a Timmy that needs to use me as an example. I couldn't think of a name that wanted to lose weight. Like those are two different approaches in terms of how you would go about, you know, working with them in terms of what types of food they need to be fueling their body with. Right.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. And I have people come to me in both aspects and they're very different, um, approaches because they're different goals. And, um, you know, you have to look at all aspects as far as nutrition and exercise. I'm a big believer that nutrition makes up like eight, 70 to 80% really? of your goals. Okay. Um and then extra exor- nutri- did I say nutrition? Yeah, nutrition yeah. is 70 to 80% and then exercise is the other. So, um I wanted to make sure I didn't say it backwards. <laughs> That's like
2: the saying abs are made in the kitchen, right?
0: Totally. Yeah. Right,
2: they say that, right? Abs are made in the kitchen. Yeah. Like, you know, you yeah. could do all the ab workouts you want, but if you're not eating a healthy diet and nutritionally sound, like you're, you know, unless you're like I mean there's people there are there's those there's genetic you know, freaks genetic freaks out there that yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they can walk they can take their shirt off it looks like they've been in the gym eight days you know eight days a week and eight days in a week right. you know? but for the most part yeah, I've heard that I remember I heard that when I was really young at at my high school my our our weightlifting coach would always be like you want abs they're made in the kitchen like you got to eat healthy he's like do you eat school lunches? I'll be like yeah he's like don't do it anymore pack your lunch.
0: So I think that's a perfect lead way into kind of the the next topic here like nutrition is yeah very important but there's also the physical fitness side of things like do you recommend people work out a certain amount of days a week like how do you tackle that approach as well cuz as you said, there is a calculation or a formula. It's not strictly just everything you put into your body. You also got to be active to some degree.
1: Yeah. Um, and again, this is unique as well, depending on the person's schedule, Mm. but, um, I think it's important to at least get good exercise in for at least 30 to 45 minutes a day for like five days, um, take a couple rest days, um, but like it's hard to say like this is good exercise because it depends on your goal. Sure. If it's somebody that wants to put the muscle mass on, okay, that 45 minutes needs to be weightlifting, not cardio. Mm -hmm. And so then somebody who's losing, who wants to lose weight. Okay. We need to do some weightlifting to get the muscle mass on, but then we need to do high intensity cardio to burn that fat. So it really depends the type of exercise depends, but how many times a week I think, I think, what I see is best is at least the work week, like five days a week and then, you know, um, two days off. Okay. Depending on well, the goals.
2: and and like you said, it, it's just a matter of getting out there. Like, even if it's not, you know, getting out and hitting 45 minutes of weight, or even if you don't, like you said, the work week, let's say somebody's working. They know they can't do it before and after, right? Just go out for a walk at your lunch hour, right? Pack a lunch or go for a 30 minute walk around the building. Like, just get active because that's going to be better than nothing. Exactly.
1: Yes. Yes. The non-intentional physical activity is, is just as important as the intentional. So even if you go to the gym in the morning for like 45 minutes, whatever, do weightlifting, then you go to work. Just because you already had exercise doesn't mean you shouldn't keep doing it. Like walk at your lunch or just get up from your desk. The non-intentional is super important too. That adds to your energy expenditure throughout the day.
0: Now, do you think, and I guess I'm asking this in a binary way, but do, does cardio impact your physique more than lifting weights? Like, is that question makes sense? (laughs) It
1: does. Like, they both come in at differently. So like weightlifting affects your physique because you're putting the muscle mass on Mm -hmm. but if you're putting muscle mass on you're not always going to see it if there's fat surrounding right so cardio like cardio has to happen to remove that fat a lot of us have abs we just don't see them because we all have fat over them right we all you know Abs are muscle, like we have muscles, but some people don't see those fine lines. Like if they want that bicep line or the, you know, and they're like, I, I feel like I'm strong. I just don't see it. Well, you have fat around it, right. but that's common. A lot of people do like nobody is, you know, uh, bodybuilding show ready every single day.
0: Totally. Yeah. I think that's a, a an important call out to like with Instagram and social media, sorry, my head's going a a certain way here. Like we're shown like the after product and you don't always look that way, even different lighting and angles too.
1: I think that's really, I'm glad you brought that up too, because I think that's really important. A lot of people follow these bodybuilding girls that are like super lean with and like abs and they're just very little. Mm -hmm. Nobody can live like that. No, it's, I know this for a fact just from knowing people that have done it and just like me diving into that realm they're on so low calories Mm -hmm. and like it's just not a sustainable bodybuilding weight is not a sustainable thing like that's why we're not all walking that's why we don't all walk around with abs because we're just we eat because we need to we need to live like we're not trying to compete you know totally yeah that's important that Social media can interfere with people's expectations of what they should look like. Well, it throws
2: you off, right? You're into the highlight reel. It makes you go, man, like, well, I'm doing something wrong if I don't look like that. And, like, what you're not seeing is all of the work or, like, calorie, you know, calorie deficits and – you know, they might have been exhausted taking that because they haven't eaten enough food or whatever it is. Whatever it is, they've they've shown you what they want to show you, and that's social media, right? You show people, and I'll, and and it can be used in a positive way, in a negative way, It's just a matter of how you use it. But that's the hardest thing. You're exactly, Hayden, I'm just glad you brought that up too, because that's that's challenging for all of us, especially when you have the nutrition and and goals for like you know whether whatever you want yourself to look like. It's hard to not look at that, and be like. Like, how am I ever, am I ever going to get there? How, and it's like, not everybody's going to look the same. Everybody's got a different body type. Yep. Everybody's built right. differently. Like your version of the best shape might never be what the rock looks like. Okay. You might yeah. never be able to physically get that kind of a body because you're not built that way, but your version right. of being in shape might be, might look different, but it's all a matter of like what works for you versus what you're trying to look like. Cause you'll never look like somebody else.
1: Oh, yeah. And that's why, again, that's why my profession is so individualized because, uh, like, I don't like doing really group classes because I feel like everybody's different. And I like to really hone in on one person at a time because mm. everyone's built differently and they um, they have to have different expectations based on um, their height and, and what they should, you know, the weight they should be at.
0: Right. Totally. One other thought that I've got, uh, while we're on this, uh, topic of just fitness, um, you had mentioned just like each person carries a certain amount of fat with them. And I think fat gets a bad rap. Like we need to eat fats in our diet, right? At least I think so. Like, are there certain, uh, amounts that we should be consuming like on average a day? And like, I think there are different types of fats. Like, can you help educate me a little bit more around like what fat is and what it does.
1: Definitely. So you, you want to stay away from those, you know, trans fats Mm. that most, most things aren't made with them anymore. A lot of um, companies, you know, keep that out, but um, you know, monounsaturated fats and polyunsaturated fats are the best, you know, olive oil, avocado, nuts, grapeseed oil. Um, There's healthy fats in some fish, though that's what we want to gear towards and staying away from like fats that come from you know hydro, hydrogenated oils butters mayonnaise the, like the saturated fats they're saturated fats in cheese we, cheese is fine to eat but you do want to be careful with that because cheeses have high saturated fat and saturated fat is what contributes to our cholesterol mm. and so um, that's what we want to stay away from and focusing more on those healthy fats and I'm glad you said like we all need fat. Eating fat doesn't make you fat. Right. <laughs> I, mean, it I think that's a weak Yeah, it, it doesn't. What makes you what would make you fat is eating too many calories. It's fat doesn't make you
2: fat. It's <laughs> literally like I was, I was thinking. That I
0: day. mean, you see all the big companies now saying like zero fat product whatever it is and i i think sometimes that's bad right i mean again i'm in the early stages of doing my own research
2: or like that has no effect on like how much that like just because it has zero fat in it doesn't mean it's healthy for you it doesn't mean doesn't mean like if you're on a diet if you as long as it has zero fat i can eat as much of it as i want like it still might have like you said like 400 calories a serving so like either way you're, you know the zero fat it's a marketing gimmick too right like yeah. <laughs> that's so funny because yeah you're right fat is like eating fat doesn't actually make, make you fat yeah, you got right
1: and then you that's wonder funny. when it says when it says fat free you wonder
0: oh what what did they put in?
2: right it? what did they replace
0: it with which is another great question to ask like marketing is huge for all these big food companies out there are there other terms or names of ingredients that we should keep an eye on that? Oh, okay. It claims that it's got zero fat or there's zero sugar, but actually no, there's another hidden ingredient on here that is actually just as bad, if not worse. Are there anything out there like that?
1: Again, kind of like the hydrogenated oils mm-hmm. or if it has dyes in, um, and then now on the label, most labels have transitioned to this because I think it was like three years ago, four years ago, they changed the label. Like when you go down and look at sugars on the label underneath, it should say added sugars. Mm. Um, most the FDA is regulating that. Most people, most companies have to switch to that. Okay, That's what I suggest paying attention to. So if you were to look at a label and be like, Angela, what should I be looking at? Look at the added sugars when, it, if it says total sugar, like um 10 mm-hmm. and then underneath it says add including added sugar eight grams five. of yeah
0: sorry go ahead that yeah. means
1: out of the 10 sugar five of it was added mm-hmm. so we know five of it was natural and five was added so you don't want a product that has like 20 grams of added sugar then you know they literally are adding bad sugar to it
0: that makes sense um,
1: So typically I tell people to look for products that are on the lower end of that. Um, so that's what to look out for. Um, and then again on the ingredients list, less ingredients, the better. Um, Mm, okay. I always use this. I always use this as an example, like peanut butter. The only ingredients your peanut butter should say is like peanuts and salt. If it starts having a whole line of stuff, there's a lot right
2: right there's a lot of extra stuff in it and i love you really peanut butter.
1: peanut butter really only needs to be peanuts and salt it really doesn't need to be
2: anything. Else. right okay all right so leaning i'm like i'm like thinking about like the peanut butter i have at home right now <laughs> yeah i love peanut butter so i'm gonna i'm gonna come back around and i like to so like have you had almond butter i love almond butter too
0: i think i've only had it once almond but butter it's expensive as hell it's so good
2: though oh, i know it's so good
1: it's because almonds are so expensive. Right. <laughs>
2: right. You know, okay, side note about almonds. Random fact for you. I think we've talked about this. Um, almonds, you know how much the reason why water is like, and I literally, this is like, you have to look it up. You can you can fact check on this. But they have almond farms out in California, and there's been big droughts going on. And it's literally because there's so many almond farms all the almond farmers are using all the all of, of most of the water like 90% more water or 95% more water to like f- per almond than it takes to grow like a whole field of corn like yeah. it's it's literally it's un- I'm telling you fact check me on it it is crazy it is crazy I went, well I cuz I was like I I like read the I read the little thing I'm like that's nuts and so I went and did some digging on it and it's literally it's the most unsustainable Thing like like thing we grow and we consume like almond milk and you know almond butter and stuff and we all love them they're great they're a great snack but they are actually completely unsustainable as far as like farming methods they they, they yeah, take they, way they too they much input greedy. yeah they literally are so I just I, I want to add that about almonds uh, I wanted to ask you this because I, I think it'd be kind of hear you cool to hear you break it down but you hear. You know, from what I understand, you want to have like, and this is like a well balanced meal. Meal, you want to have like some carbs, some sugars, and some protein. So, like, if I were to come to you and say, like, what would be a good healthy breakfast, a good healthy lunch, a good healthy dinner, and then some snacks in between, like, what would you recommend?
1: So, always recommend protein every time you eat, kind of like I was saying before. Okay, so an example breakfast could be, you know, two slices of whole wheat toast, which would be your healthy carbs. Maybe you spread avocado on those for healthy fats. And then like an egg or two eggs. Um, that would be a good breakfast or another idea, like some oatmeal oatmeal has good fiber. It's a whole grain. And then you add some berries on top for your, that's also a carb, just like your oatmeal, but then you would need protein. So I sometimes tell people to put like nuts on top or put peanut butter in it to get some protein. Okay. Um, or even, or eat an egg on the side with the oatmeal. Um, those are just a couple of breakfast ideas. Lunch, I think a great lunch could look like a salad with chicken on it, and then maybe like a side of quinoa or rice. or okay. healthy grains, um, or have like a salad and a sandwich. Don't knock a sandwich. I think a lot of people like stress out about bread. Like, not a huge deal. You can eat bread. Right, right. Um,
2: You hear that a lot, though. Yeah, you do hear that a lot. Like, cut the bread out. Like, you'll be good if you cut the bread out.
1: Yeah, I'm like, but then, but then the people that cut the bread eat like potatoes. (laughs) What are you trying to say? Makes no sense. Right. So, like, yeah, like a lunch could be like a a salad and a sandwich. You want to make sure you're getting a lot of the food groups. You need to get the carbohydrates to keep you keep you energized. You need to get the protein to keep you full, keep your muscles strong. Healthy fats help with brain function as well as keeping you full. Okay. Um, I don't preach that you have to have fruit at every meal because realistically, I I would never eat fruit at dinner. It's just not a dinner thing, right? For me. But trying to incorporate like a fruit and a protein at snacks. Okay. Apple and peanut butter. Apple and peanut butter. Greek yogurt and berries. Something like that. Um, for snacks or like rice cakes with peanut butter and some banana on it, whatever. Those are good snacks. And then dinner typically is our biggest meal, you know, maybe like a sweet potato for a carbohydrate and then like some mixed vegetables, piece of salmon or a piece of chicken, something like that.
0: You guys are making so you me think, go ahead. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, you want to think about your plate just like with different colors mm. as well as hitting the food groups. When I teach people how to eat at work, I use a divided plate and I actually like have protein carbs and fat written on it. And I like show them like with the divided plate and it like really helps them visualize how to get each category.
0: That's awesome. I like that a lot.
2: Well, I just like, I'm just thinking about how I'm going to apply like those breakfast. Like you made me really hungry. But those breakfast ideas, I mean, those are simple. Like all those meals you just literally like named are simple. They're super simple. So like, People, I, we come back to this one. it's like, it is, there's no excuse for not doing that. I mean, other than you just choose not to. There's really no excuse. Like having, putting two pieces of toast in a toaster or not in a toaster, spreading some butter, like almond butter or even avocado on it that you can buy. Like, okay, so question. You, can, What do you think about, I'm sure there's like good brands and bad brands, but like pre, pre-made like avocado uh, uh, spread. Is that good? Is that good? Like, cause that's, I've always done like the actual avocados where you cut it open and scoop it out. And that's such a pain, but I'm thinking like, yeah, I get the spread. I just, I've never bought it before.
1: Um, I mean, the spread is fine, but I would look (laughs) at the ingredients to see what they add in it. Okay. just like the peanut butter thing I said before, an avocado spread shouldn't have a lot of stuff in it because it doesn't need to. Right. It should have like salt, pepper, onion, whatever i've bought spread before and i don't like it as much as the real deal that's just my opinion i think i bought the costco spread one time and i thought it was too salty and it almost tasted tasted fake like i'd rather have the real deal but that's if that's quick for you a question like that if my client asked me that i would say if it's more convenient for you to do that and it's going to help you stay on track on your diet then do
2: it right like even if it's a even if it's not a, it has maybe something that's not great in it it's still better than the alternative of either like not eating or, you know, having a Pop Tart or having a toaster shroudle. Like, it's still exactly. going to, it's still moving you in the right direction.
1: Wow. Pop Tarts are so good. I haven't had one oh in high school. Are you seriously?
2: You're not kidding. What's your favorite Pop Tart? Now we're talking about Pop Tarts. So
1: the, the regular, like the, the cinnamon. The brown cinnamon? Or the brown sugar? Cinnamon. Brown sugar.
2: Yeah, those are
0: so good.
1: The key is that you have to microwave it for like 10 seconds. I was about
0: to say, do you heat it up or do you eat it cold? Okay. Oh,
1: it's got to be heated up for
2: me. You want to know the trick? Here's the trick. You put them in the toaster. You toast them. And then you take a little bit of butter and you put butter on the top. And you let it melt.
0: (laughs) That sounds so good. I'm
2: telling you, it is... It's so good. When I was in high school, I used to buy Pop Tarts at like from like oh. I'd have them in my last period. So I'd like I'd bring my lu- I'd bring my lunch and then I'd buy the brown sugar Pop Tarts and that little like, thing and I'd eat them in my in la- Mr. Elliott's class. I remember, he'd get so mad at me because he'd be like, "No eating in my class." it's said, "Can you wait?" i be like, "Yeah." And then I'd like open them. I was like, I was like Napoleon Dynamite. I was pulling them <laughs> out of my backpack. And I was eating my Pop Tarts. That's uh, too Pop t- Tarts
0: were definitely a high school thing.
1: I ate them in high school too.
2: They were just so good. There's so many different flavors now. My daughter likes them. And like we we don't like we don't ever have pop tarts in the house. But every now and then, like we'll like, be out somewhere, she'll see them. And I'm like, Yeah, absolutely. Like she like, kinda a snack dad. And I'm like, Yeah. And we go to like over where the Pop Tarts are and even in like a speedway. You've got like seventeen different kinds. And I'm like, <laughs> There's like cookie like cookie crumble pop tarts, there's chocolate chip pop tarts. I'm like they're Pick the strawberry or the brown sugar, okay? We're not even getting yeah. into those. Get, Pick those get the two. The original, the original, the OG Pop-Tarts.
1: It sounds like the Oreos now that they have like 20 different flavors.
2: You know what? My daughter thought it would be fun. I know we're totally on a, a, off topic here, but she goes, she brought me the day she goes, I have an 8-year-old Angela so an 8-year-old and a 6-month-old. And Aww. yeah, my my beautiful sweet Ava's the 8-year-old, Blake's a little 6-month-old. They're my world. I love them to death. Um Aww. I have an amazing wife, too. So I'm going to throw her in there. She's amazing, too. Uh, she's going to be mad at you. If they're you're all mean. great. They're all great. But uh, the other day, she's like, she wanted it for April Fool's, right? So she's like, Dad, I have a really good April Fool's joke. And I'm like, okay, tell me what it is, right? I'm like, I'm like, how good could this be? She goes, so I I have an idea. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take an Oreo, and I'm going to open it up. and I'm like, I know exactly where she's going with this. like, we all know this, right? She's so like, I'm going to open it up, and I'm going to get the inside out. And I'm going to put toothpaste in it. And I'm going to close it back up. And I'm going to give it to this, this kid. I can't remember the kid's name in my class. But he like is the jokester. She's like, so I'm going to tell him at lunch one day that I don't want my Oreos. And let him have them. And I was like, you know what's, what would be even better, Ava? Is if you put like three Oreos in there. And, you put, and then you give them all to him. So he might get like one first if he's a little hesitant. And he might be like, oh, these are good. And he really, really, really has no idea that he's getting toothpaste. (laughs) So she didn't end up doing it because my wife didn't approve of it. But I just, I was like, I was thinking back, we all know that joke. And I was just like, it was just so funny. It was so funny, so... We just I went for it. we
0: just went from pop tarts Pop Tarts to, to uh, Oreo jokes. Oreos, or. Pop Tarts are all so good. I think as you grow, it's gr- all about the balance. Totally. I think though as you grow up your relationship, or at least I'm speaking from my uh perspective, your relationship with food kind of changes, hopefully in a good way. Because when you're young, you just you don't really care or you don't know what you don't know and you just put anything into your body because you're hungry. At least that's how I was. But as I started right. to get out of school I started to okay really focus on okay what am I really putting into my body like how am I going to manage sustainable levels of energy versus yeah just eating pop tarts or having a bowl of ice cream whenever I felt like it like like you said that that's fine to have now and then but like I shouldn't make that a regular thing
1: exactly and I feel like the I feel like it, this does work for clients too. the healthier you eat when you do give yourself that bowl of ice cream and stuff, it satisfies you. You mm. don't need to overindulge. Like yep. that's why I, that's why I tell people you don't need to cut that stuff out. If you give yourself a healthy amount, that should be plenty to satisfy what you, what you need. Totally. Um, yeah. Treat yourself, treat
2: yourself every once in a while.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Like, I might even have ice cream tonight after this. <laughs>
2: I'm honestly thinking, I was thinking about the moose tracks in my fridge. I'm like so hungry. I'm thinking about this. I'm like, you've had moose tracks. I saw your face when I said that you have had moose tracks.
1: <laughs> we have a reds one in our freezer right now. And I had like the Cincinnati reds and it has, peanut butter chunks and like chocolate oh. and you know, like swirls. Oh my God. I'm like, Josh bought it and I was like, why did you do that? don't need it. He bought a whole tub. I'm like, we don't need
2: it. Except for you, are like <laughs> afterwards that's what I'm hitting up.
0: That sounds so good right now.
2: Yes. I'm going to watch know, some Bridger. I'm going to watch some Bridgerton when I get home and have a bowl of ice cream. <laughs> have you seen that show?
1: No, I haven't.
2: Okay. Highly recommend it.
0: We'll save it for another episode. <laughs> yeah.
2: Highly recommend that. Side note. <laughs> I think I love it, I love it, my wife and I love it.
1: I love good recommendations
2: yeah it's a good it's a good couple watch, so you and your fiance would love it,
0: so I say we touch on one more topic because I know we're getting a little bit late here, and then uh we can wrap things up. but I know Angela, you kind of have a side business, like you got a side hustle, which is awesome, kudos to you. What would you uh recommend or what advice would you give to someone that's trying to start a side hustle? Is my question. Yeah. It sounded like you had more. I know, than I, that. I I, I sound not, like... I'm like, shit, where where am I going with this? That that's my question. Spit it out, buddy.
1: The mind is racing. Yes. Um For anybody who wants to start a side hustle, just you need to remember that it's not going to be easy. Mm. At first, and there's a lot of expenses and things that go into getting it started. But once you get your groove, it's really worth it if it's something that you enjoy and love. Um, promoting yourself is a huge thing as well. And I'm still working on that. Mm. I think um, Hayden and I talked about this a little bit. It's like being on Instagram all the time and on social media really helps grow your business. But I don't like being on my phone all the time. So right. It's so hard. Like some days I don't feel like posting on my food Instagram, but I'm like, okay, is that going to get me traction? Is that going to get me clients? Whereas some of these influencers are always on their phone. So I think that's a little bit of a struggle for me, Mm -hmm. but you know, there's always the old fashioned way to word of mouth spreading, you know, spreading your knowledge of people, you know, to help someone grow their business. Um, It definitely I mean, I've only had my side hustle for a year. Um, I, I did really well, but I, there were definitely some challenges. Angela's and killing still- it, by
0: the way, guys. I well, to- <laughs> I,
2: I'm kind of okay. So I feel like we haven't talked about her side hustle. And so, your can you can you highlight what your side hustle is? Where we are? Where our listeners can find you? Hashtag yeah. where, side note: Where I can find you? I know where I can find you <laughs> and track you down.
1: Where can I find you? Yeah. Um, My Instagram is fueled with Ange, And then I also have a website fueled with Um, and that's where I, those are my two platforms. I don't do much on Facebook or anything like that, but Instagram and my website, the services I provide are just, um, one-on-one coaching, whether it's weight loss, weight gain, um, all that stuff. I also do individual sessions, like virtual sessions. So Mm. I've had clients come to me, like, I need to lower my cholesterol. I just want to do a couple sessions. I'm like, what do I need to eat? Perfect. We do like virtual sessions like this, um, and go over like just their individual needs, just as if they were in a doctor's office with me, we just do it virtual. Right. So I offer that. Um, I also offer meal plans, custom meal plans, generic meal plans, depending, um, Based on the person's desires and food likes dislikes, I take that in consideration, Um, and I can calculate like macronutrients for them as well. Um, That's usually for my people that don't want to do the full on coaching because that's a big commitment. Some people are like, "Mm, "I'm pretty independent. I just want a meal plan." I'm like, "Sure, (laughs) right? Do that as well."
2: That's awesome. That is so cool. I mean, it's something you're passionate about, and it sounds like. I mean, it sounds like you're just. I love that you're you're an entrepreneur, i mean you're an entrepreneur like in your in your way you've taken what you're passionate about and you've started your own business that's about helping others and and putting yourself out there and yes, you're so spot on getting like again i'm like i'm a very I hate of I have talked about this i'm a very like well, i'm very outgoing right i'm a very much an extrovert but i've ne- i'm always an extrovert in like like these settings, right? Like settings where I'm talking to people or I'm like going out and meeting with clients or going and meeting with investors or that that's been my, you know, I go to a bar or a a party or anywhere and work the room. And and I'm, I'm just, I enjoy that. Right. But social media was like, I mean, all I've ever posted was pictures of my daughters and my wife. Like that's it. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, but like you go through my social media, it's like, Literally, there's people that post photos to me and stuff. But like, you look at my posts. I for the past nine years, it's like Ava, Amanda, Ava, Amanda, me. You know, <laughs> Ava riding a horse, like Blake. You know, <laughs> happy anniversary, right? And now transitioning to like even this venture too, where it's like, okay, we're doing now. We have to. We're trying to engage with a with a, a yeah. clientele in a base that's outside of that comfort zone. That's outside of like. Now I gotta find. Now I can't just like go and call people or meet them. I gotta like get them to communicate with me on a, pl- a medium that they like. And I'm learning a lot too. I think we both are. But I just I can totally relate to that. And again, like being on your phone all the time, it's like you don't want to be. It's like and so it's like that balance. I was like, okay, if I'm gonna be on, I'm gonna create some content. I'm gonna get off. Yeah, it's challenging. So I just kudos. So pumped that you're doing it. Um, and you. everybody that's listening. Fueled by Angela, fueled by Ange. Sorry, fueled by fueled Ange. Fueled with Ange. Fueled with Ange. Come on now. Okay. Well, I'm being fueled by Ange right now. Okay, <laughs> I'm getting more energy. Look at that nice save. Yeah, nice save. Fueled with Ange. Fueled with dot com, <laughs> and she sounds like I, she's gonna get one sign up right here from me, um, and probably plenty more to come.
1: I also have um, an online cookbook. It's an ebook, and it's on my website. It's um, very affordable. It's downloadable to iPad, Kindle. It's not hardback at this time. I'm not that fancy, but it's a, it's like you could download it right to your iPad or whatever. And it has a ton of recipes. So if you, anybody wants to purchase, it's on my website. And I think you'll really like all the recipes I came up with. Like they're all me. No. Years and years to do.
0: So I'm signing up. I'm
2: good. I'm it. telling you, Fueled with Ange is going big time. <laughs> it and, already
0: is. And man. we're going to have be, you checked out our pages by the
2: day. We had Angela on our show before she was on Oprah. Okay.
0: <laughs> like before she got to Oprah, she was with us. <laughs> That's
1: right. I hope
0: <laughs> so. One last kind of like career related question or personal question is. We're all on different journeys in life. We all have different goals, but what advice would you give to your younger self and what advice would you give to your future self?
1: Um, to my younger self, I would tell myself not to be so hard on myself mm-hmm. in the earlier years, yeah. um, that things will come together. And you know, if you have your heart set on wanting to do something, you have to roll with the punches that lead up to that moment. I have worked several nutrition related jobs, volunteers that I absolutely hated. Mm. And I was and the whole time I was like, it's gonna get me to my career. I just have to do it to get experience. Just do it, do it. And we, sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do to get to where you want to be. And I'm a full believer of that. There's certain things, there's times I wanted to quit and but I didn't. And that got me to where I am today. And so, you know, to my future self, I mean, I just hope that I keep. Powering through and stay as dedicated to what I do now and you know in the future I love
0: that message
2: I Great mean story. come on that's like a knowledge bomb right there <laughs> that's like a that's like a words of wisdom from somebody that's got a lot of a lot of wisdom at, at, I mean at a young age like that is unbelievable because you are so right right there's so many times in life where it's just like you just got to do stuff that sucks like you got to do stuff yeah. you know like if you want to get there like, you might have to grind through, like, this this next three years of doing something you might not like just to get and, – and you'll get there. But, like, it's the people that stop halfway through or say, well, I'm just not happy. And it's like, well, like, what are you working towards, right? And right. it's putting it in perspective. So I just love that.
0: And there's also so many people that are so close to breaking that threshold of being, you know, big time or whatever their definition of – and it's like, just keep going. You never know when that next big, you know, client's going to come your way or that next big break. So it's like, just got to You, you can't predict down. the
2: inflection point. There's yeah, always an inflection yeah. point. There's always a turning point. And it, I think you'll uh, c- across the board. I'm sure you can say this. It's like, you didn't know what it, ha- it was going to happen when it happened. Like you were hoping it was going to happen, but all of a sudden, like it happened. Right. You couldn't right. have guessed that you didn't know. And then you look back on it and go, wow, that was great. But like that. You know, I'm glad I waited. I, I'm glad I I pushed through it because all of a sudden it clicked. So I just love that. Yeah, yeah. I'm hyped up. I I'm like more energetic that. as those conversations going on. That's typically, how it goes for you. I know. I get really, really
0: excited, and engaged. I mean, he, he, I love it. I'm glad you're
1: excited, just as excited as I am talking about it. So
0: totally. I I think uh, there's a possibility that you're. Uh, ebook or, uh, that might grow to, you know, 10,000 overnight with all the listeners out there. You never know.
1: <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I think people will really enjoy it. And I just, it, it's fun that I've worked on it for so long and I finally have it out there. And I think people will enjoy all the variety of recipes I have in the book. So I hope people like
2: What's it, it called?
1: um have your cake and
0: eat it too oh that's such an awesome title Dude, that's too. like that's, I, a, I best seller. To, to that's a new this. york
2: bestseller hell yeah it is i love it have your cake and eat it oh man um great I mean, title yeah i'm gonna buy it tonight <laughs> i
1: love
0: it do you have any more questions if you want to wrap up with some quick hitters
2: I say we wrap this with some quick hitters because this has been a journey.
0: I know. was like probably like, I, come on, guys. Angela I'm trying out. to uh, eat my ice cream and settle down here. It's getting late. You know so I really appreciate it. <laughs>
2: at least we're not Joe Rogan podcast where we have-
0: You'd have another hour and you a half. Lit
2: at least, like minimum. <laughs> and by the end of his episodes, he's like, just push through it, guys. He like
0: tells his guests- <laughs>
2: Intermission. He's, yeah, he's like, this is a marathon. Just push through it. <laughs> he he, he like, makes people stay on for like three and a half hours. And be, oh my God. dude, He gets like, a 11 million he gets like 11 million downloads per episode but it's literally like i was listening to one with ron white we don't know how to say goodbye by the way if you haven't noticed that we don't know how to end episodes but he was at with ron white and ron white goes i'm I'm so tired he goes we got another hour and a half suck it up we're not gonna do that
0: to you no no we're over intermission so i'll I'll start Go, go ahead sorry angela
1: I was going to say, if we keep going too long, I might have to pause and go get some ice cream. And keep-
0: <laughs> there you go, man. We can go all night, right? Get that sugar rush in. So first question here, what is your favorite thing to eat? And I think you kind of touched on this, but uh, what's your go-to?
1: My favorite, like, indulge thing or just like my go-to healthier
0: Any, thing? Anything. It can be whatever you want.
1: I love chicken wings. Heck yeah. <laughs> And we, the other night we made them in the air fryer. And, um, so I try to find healthier ways to make them. I wouldn't say it's our go-to though. Like we don't do it a ton, Um, but I crave them. Like I love, like I love hot Buffalo wings. Yes,
0: me too. So So that's
1: my favorite. Um, our biggest go-to though, I would say, um, for meals are a lot of like taco bowls, whether they're chicken or beef tacos and salads or like tonight I did salmon tacos. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Love it. Delicious.
2: I'm thinking what of like, like what do I like well, what do we like? Yeah, uh, what do you like? Easy. I like <laughs> goulash is my favorite food. What?
0: I've never heard of that.
2: It's a it's a mat yeah, it's called goulash. My grandpa made it for me, like he's been making it our whole lives. So my mom started making it for me. And it's uh vet, like just vegetables, like beans, uh like uh, green beans, black beans, huh. burger, hamburger meat. Uh, it's got like, I mean, honestly, don't even like my, my mom still always makes it for me. I'm like, mom, can I come pick up? Like, we make migulash. She'll make us a big pot of it. i will bring it home, but it's like just a j- jumble of stuff in a big yeah. stew pot, and it is so good. I'll make some for you.
0: <laughs> I thought you just made that up.
2: <laughs> no, well, my grandma, my, my mom will make it for you. I won't make it for you because I don't know how to make it. I have
1: heard of it. My dad used to eat it growing up. Too. It's so
2: I'm telling you, that is my my favorite favorite food I'll ever, I'll ever eat. Yeah.
0: For me, I would say peanut butter and jelly. I just crave that like all the time. I don't know why, but um, I do.
1: Have you ever made your own jam?
0: I have not. But Let me I would you never quick, I gotta it tell
1: it. You, you just put like straw like heat up a saucepan and put strawberries or berries in there with a little bit of like honey and water and then you add chia seeds which like soaks it up and thickens it and then you put it in the fridge and it spreads on and it's all natural it's so good that
0: sounds so good i might have to try it this week and try making <sighs> it. how long does it typically take it sounds so good
1: to make oh like te- five, 10 minutes really oh, okay. i make a big batch but i put it in a jar and then like when i want to make peanut butter and jelly or whatever it's more of like a jam consistency i'll just take it out of the jar and put it on it la- it lasts, I would say, a couple weeks in the fridge, but then it starts to brown if you wait too long. So I wouldn't be too
0: I'm long totally going to try that. My problem is I hate carving out the time to cook. I mean, I cook from time to time, but it's just like, oh, I got to carve out another hour into my- Well, you're
2: also day. like a bachelor and you live yeah. by yourself. Yeah. Like you could just, you know, like it's, I, I don't blame you, right? Like it's like, I can make food here. Or I can just run out and get food, right? right. Go get yeah. something healthy, like- for me, it's like when I have to go out for food. It's we're feeding five or four of us. You know what I mean. So I'm like a little bit more conscious of yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. like okay, then we're gonna make some food at home. Like, what's our grocery? Um, okay, I got another one. Another quick header for you, Angela. Uh, Skyline or Gold Star?
1: Skyline.
0: Heck yeah. There is a wrong answer there. There that is. Would be there is Gold a wrong Star. answer. <laughs> Love it. Uh, do you prefer cardio or weights? Waits. Waits. Okay. All right. Samesies. Sweet or sour? Sour.
1: Sour. All right. I
0: love Sour Patch Kids, by the way. So, so good.
1: So do we. We are, like, Josh and I love sour candies. Like, oh, my God. We could crush. The sour watermelons are even better than the, the kids, the Sour Patch Kids. Fire I just drink. want to go
2: eat
0: everything right now. I know. I'm so hungry.
2: Me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. too. Uh, okay. Beach or lake? Like, but not a lake with a beach.
1: What? <laughs> I just want to
2: clarify that.
1: Not a, lake with a, beach. a beach.
2: Okay. Well, some some lakes have. Like, no, you're right. like you're right. if you would have say Lake Michigan, Lake Michigan does have a beach. I was trying to clarify, like, like it should have been freshwater or saltwater. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. All okay, right.
0: she got it. She said beach either way. Day or night. Day. Day. Okay. I'm uh, that.
2: I don't have any more quick headers I can think of. I can probably come up with some. <laughs>
0: this is going to be specific to our alma mater, uh, so go Dayton Flyers. Do you prefer a day party or an evening out at Timothy's?
1: Oh, day party.
0: Heck yeah, for sure. Heck yeah, some good times during the day—that's for sure. Uh huh. Sometimes you can't really make it into the evening, but <laughs> we won't go there.
1: <laughs> that's that was a tough time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Totally. Nowadays, I couldn't
0: do that. No, no, not at all. Well, hey, I say uh, we wrap things up with that. Uh, want to once again thank Angela for coming on the show today. We learned so much, and there's still so much more to learn. Would love to have you back sometime down the road. But once yeah. again, thank you for coming on. Want to make sure we plug all of your stuff once more um, so you can find Angela. Let's see if I remember membered things Fueled, correctly. Fueled
2: with Ange.
0: Fueled with Ange uh-huh. is the Instagram and handle. And
2: fueledwithange.com. Uh-huh. And she also, ha- you can order her ebook. How to Have Your Cake and Eat It Too.
0: Damn, you are good. Yes. He's yeah. saving me over here because I was kind of looking at him to save I'm my ass. I am like, yeah, I picked up. <laughs> really? That's because I'm about
2: to go add all this stuff. I'm like literally about to track it all down and blast uh-huh. it. Are you kidding me? Um, So you get yeah, again, Fueled with Ange. At fuelwithangelfuelwithangels dot com, have your cake and eat it too. And again, it sounds like Angela. You you she offers uh, consultant services for just meal planning, for uh, nutritional planning, for weight loss, weight gain. I mean, kind of a goal setting. Uh, it sounds to me a lot like she she cater you cater to. Uh, individual needs, which is super cool. I think for our listeners out there that we've got across the country, you you guys, she can do it virtual. Uh, She can do it over zoom and stuff like that, which is super, super neat. And um, she's been rocking and rolling. Obviously dropped a ton of knowledge on us today, Angela. So we super appreciate it. This has been, a, again, I got more energetic as I came in here a little bit tired, which is I'm a pretty energetic guy, but like I just went. Yeah, I'll be my blood sugar. Yeah, I feel
0: smarter and healthier. Yeah, after.
1: your glucose went up and you went. You <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm like, <laughs> I went, babe. I'm tired. I'm gonna go. <laughs> honey, I'm tired. I got I all my it. chores I done. I got I got all my I got all my honey do list done already before I came because I was like I know I'm gonna be beat, and I know that I I try to not I don't want to try to get away with stuff. Like if I if I say I'm gonna do something, I gotta do it. So so
0: we weren't kidding when we said we don't know how to sign off. So if you haven't <laughs> just tell us to shut up i'm going to bed
1: <laughs> I, you know i just want to put a plug thank you for having me this is super fun i love talking about what i do but just like you know talking with you guys you guys are super fun and i hope that you get a lot of listeners on your podcast because this is so awesome and i think it's cool to hear what um everyone's doing and just pump each other up. It's important to do that. And so I feel very motivated after talking to you guys, and this was really fun. I appreciate you having me.
0: Thank you so much. Yes. Thanks again, Angela. And uh, we'll be in touch. Have a great evening, everyone. And we'll talk to you guys next time. See ya. Thanks.
1: That sounds good. See you guys. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.